Oh, is that a nice warm campfire I hear? False. It's just me crinkling garbage in the microphone. But the point is, is that this morning I woke up with mad camping out campfire vibes. And it was not just because my bedroom was freezing fucking cold and my bed felt like a rock. It was because I got to sip s'more flavored coffee this morning from Life Boost and it was absolutely amazing. It was fantastic. Um, if you know nothing about me, know these two things. One, I fucking hate the cold, but that's neither here nor there. Two, I love s'mores and Oreos. And if you put them together, you get a s'moreo. I love s'mores. The fact that I could drink a s'more coffee-flavored coffee this morning was absolutely the best way to start my morning. I grew up camping. I grew up roasting marshmallows and hot dogs and all that good shit. And it was a delight. So if you want s'more coffee... (laughs) I'm full of it today. I am a silly goofy today. If you want s'more flavored coffee, you can use our code UNMASKED to save yourself 30% on a, get this, no calorie, no cheat meal s'more. There you go. You're welcome. Okay? So again, that's UNMASKED to save yourself 30% at Life Boost, y'all. Go. Get yourself warm with some s'mores. Hey guys, it is me and I have some really exciting news to tell you. In a second, our podcast is going to be featuring the Aaron Douglas, owner of A Place to Float. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you all of the reasons why I love floating because we'll cover that in a few minutes. What I am going to say is if after the podcast you think I have to try this place out, which you should... You can save yourself 20% by using our code UNMASKED to save yourself some cash. Again, that's UNMASKED to save yourself 20%. Enjoy the podcast. Good to go? Yeah. All right. Welcome to Unmasked the Podcast. We are here with Aaron Douglas, our fantastic sponsor of the <laughs> of the podcast. Of our whole lives, basically podcast fighting podcast fighting uh, <laughs> our, our lives keeping my body healthy mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. he's the founder of a place to float and we're happy to have him here hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm happy to be here two of my favorite people <laughs> <laughs> this is actually the first time i physically met you so oh yeah that's true I've been, yeah. A, I've been a fan for a long time <laughs> I, I watch your videos your highlights <laughs> wow appreciate that <laughs> oh my god oh my gosh <laughs> You're blushing. <laughs> God. So, okay, can you kind of explain what floating is? I feel like I've explained it before, and I've tried to explain it to my friends, but I feel like going straight to the source would be the best idea. Believe it or not. speak, I guess. Yeah, it, it's a, a, probably the worst. Um, if I can, let me ask you, sure. how would you explain it to somebody who's not familiar? So the way I explain it is I kind of start out with the idea I'm like it's it's a pool or a pod that looks like a hippo's mouth um or an egg oh that's fair yeah, yeah space jelly bean yeah oh I like that oh that's really good See, that's why you're on <laughs> <laughs> and I said it's filled with delightfully warm water about 97 degrees 98 degrees I think it was 97 when I looked on your website and I said and it also has about two I forget what it was, two tons or something like that of Epsom salt to keep your body buoyant while you're in there. You can close the lid if you want. You don't have to. It is dark. You It cuts you off from sound. And really the only thing you can hear is like the water in your breathing. And that's usually what I say. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult to explain to somebody something that they've never experienced and can't really imagine. Yes. Um, a lot of people, if you go into the, the mechanics of it, like, well, you're in a dark room all by yourself in a tub of water. <laughs> it's like it yeah. sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, it's most people don't get to experience the absence of everything. And 
now because you've floated enough, you know what that's like and how even when you're at home and it's quiet and you're relaxing on a bed, it's still not the same. Yes. Um, generally, the way we talk about it is we sort of keep the experience a mystery and we focus on sort of what the components are. Um, if you've seen the website, we talk about it's salt, suspension, and silence. It's a little bit easier to, because you know what each of those things are. So the salt is the, the Epsom salt, the magnesium sulfate, um, which most people are familiar with and feel safe about. Yes, yes. Um, the silence, easy enough, although once you experience it, it's... It is. It's unusual, and it a lot is. of people don't like that amount of quiet, yeah. especially like people like myself who just have the racing thoughts and yes. all the internal voices and yeah. everything. Um, and then the suspension, which to me is the coolest part of it, is that you really do just float. And it, it's hard to know what that's like because where else would you have experienced it? Yeah, and I I will say it is very, it is one of those things where I also, after I'm done explaining, say try it, try it more than once because you cannot get the full experience going your first time. You will, you'll be confused at how to lay. You'll be confused at how to like, just sit there and relax but I said the third time is usually the time where you're like I know what to expect I know what I'm going into and you will either have the best you'll probably have the best experience of your life and you'll also nap harder than you've ever napped in yeah. your life <laughs> like, I, I make sure to never like because I, I floated early yesterday it's like I, I got up made coffee for her and didn't touch it because like, I want to pass the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've had some like real like lucid dreams too. Like oh yeah. Super. I mean. Or when you wake up and you have no idea where you're at. I've woke up and thought that I was in my bed, and I think part of my brain was like, "You're not." And I was like, "Just let's pretend." What does this feel like right now? It's so wild because yeah. you don't feel the water. You just are there. I've had to remind myself where I was. Then woke up. What the fuck? In the float tank. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Do you fall asleep with your eyes open? Uh, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> I usually okay. don't fall asleep in the tank. Um, I tend to try to do breath meditations and basically just get yourself to sink okay. into it. Uh, you mentioned like the lucid dreams and yeah. uh, I love it. That's yeah. my favorite part Crazy. is letting, letting my mind unspool in a way, and someone else used this metaphor, they, they use the word uncoil, um, but we talk about how so much of our internal mental world can be like a broke or a scratched record, where we're just constantly playing the first few bars of a song and then skipping back. And there's something about having that uninterrupted space where you get to let the record play through. And so many times that I've floated, I've come out and called somebody that I've either had conflict with or realized that I did something insensitive towards or just didn't like the way I'd been in a relationship. That in that hour, like the whole experience, the, the whole perspective on it changed. And uh, yeah, you, my wife can attest to that. I often That's call her up like, hey, sorry about what I said the other day. I'm just now realizing that that probably didn't feel very nice, but not That's, that I'm an abusive, awful person. No, you're not. <laughs> but I think the idea of being a better partner because you're using this space to kind of rethink and reflect is really interesting. I never thought about it. I'm so used to going in and going, okay, I'm going to do my like breathing, my mindful meditation. And then I'm used to my body just being like, <sighs> I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> so I, that's I, interesting. I go in intending on I'm passing out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially for your use of it, which is a big one, is that rest and recovery. Yeah. That's so hard to get. I yeah. mean, it, I'm assuming you train pretty much every day. Yeah. Uh, and you beat the shit out of yourself some yeah. days. So. Yeah. Last Sunday, I, I, I hadn't even planned on floating. And I, I texted Sarah and was like, I'm a broken mess. Uh, I'm 11.30. I'm, I'm going. Get in it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. we found that with uh, professional athletes, we've had a few relationships with with pro teams, um, and with all the things that we we share that people use floating for, such as uh, you know the mindfulness, the the physical recovery, all those things. What they were most interested in was the rest component. Um, for them, 
their players, especially because of uh, all the road games and stuff, the ability to access sleep instead of being up late, and of course being up late often leads you into other uh, poor choices. Mm -hmm. But they were very interested in the, if this will help them sleep, we want them doing this from now on. Yeah, I th I, weirdly I think back on the, um, the, a show that I never watch, but you watched it often, was Big Bang Theory. And when Sheldon didn't have enough sleep, and Penny was like, what happens to your brain when you don't get enough sleep? And he's like, I make stupid choices oh, or something like that. Oh, sure. I'm like, yeah, sleep is, is so crucial in, in having that space to go. Especially, I think, too, your mind knows, okay, this is a place that I can decompress. Yeah, and the, the word space really resonates with me and a lot of people um, mentally, obviously emotionally, you know, working through stuff that gets you all bound up and, you know, keeps that record skipping. You know, that son of a bitch, they said yeah. this. And, da, 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 and then yeah. they, it skips back. And that son of a bitch, they yeah. said this. Yeah. Letting that spool out. Um, I had a really debilitating injury probably about four-ish four years ago. So I started doing Japanese jiu-jitsu back in 2005. Oh, wow. And okay. did that for 13 years. Um, judo heavy. Dude, I, I thought I was good at this. And when I came to Naptown, I felt like I got a GED. And I was in a room <laughs> full of people working on their PhDs. Yeah. Uh, just the, yeah. the level of it's it. It's a different, different thing. It's know? definitely a different thing. I mean, I loved, I loved where I was at. The, again, judo heavy. The grappling was great. It was wonderful experiences, but again, there are just levels to it. And meeting competitors and, and professional fighters, it's like, wow, I'm lucky to be here. Yeah. Um, but uh, towards the end of it, I got uh, just a real bad fall throw. Somebody collapsed on me and herniated a couple discs in my neck and lost most of the use of my left arm. Oh, Jesus. And when I went and got it checked out, the guy they do this contrast imaging thing that shows the nervous system in your back and my right side looked like a tree and my left side was just dead. Oh God. And he had said, yeah, this is, I don't know if you're gonna recover from this and you just shouldn't lift more than 25 pounds. And I said, well, for how long? And he goes like, from now on. So that was very disappointing. Um, Instead, I looked at some physical therapy. I talked to some people who'd recovered. I looked into Regenikine and you know, <laughs> yeah, stem yeah. cells. Dude, and I, yeah. I'm here for it. Like when I, when I broke my shoulder, you look into a bunch of stuff, everything. It's like, what can I do to get better? People recover from things, but often they don't. And I'm, I'm finding that a lot of physicians are used to people who aren't willing to be disciplined, who aren't willing, aren't willing to take the actions mm -hmm that would be required and so instead they or they just tell you to like you were saying let's just quit doing xyz yeah that's they always say just stop yeah i had some knee stuff recently and the the specialist was like he just sat me down he's like you're 45 just stop it uh, i will not well, no i was just like well stop what like which parts of it because i'm willing to make adjustments but i'm not willing to not do things yeah so anyways not here for medical history. Point was, uh, it was pretty bad, and I ended up using floating almost every day. Um, and so, coming back to your point about space, uh, what feels like happened was by giving myself that suspension and that sort of negative traction, um, I healed up over the course of a year pretty well to the point where the following year I ended up going in and I had to get strong again. Um, to where you know my work sets of deadlifts were up to 315, and I was got more strength than I had back, and so far so good. But but the thing with age is, uh, you just it's not that the injuries are worse; you just don't recover. Yeah. So floating has been a huge part of me being able to stay active, um, and having that physical space, being able to heal, get that blood flow. That's a story we hear. I mean, from thousands of people at this point. There's just, there's so many reasons and benefits that people use floating for that it starts to sound kind of unbelievable. You know, when you go down the list of things, you know, you yeah. start alphabetically with anxiety and anorexia and you go through eating disorders and stress and uh, a lot of physical recovery, a lot of tissue damage, motorcycle accidents. Um, 
I remember this uh, this older guy early on came out. He had to have been in his 70s, and he walks up to the desk, and he's just grinning, uh-huh. just grinning, and went like, how was your float? And he said, look at this, and he just turns his head to the left, and he's like, how great is that? Well, after... You're like, Yeah, yes. like, great for you. He's <laughs> like, I haven't been able to turn my head in years. Oh, my gosh. So just that period, you know, the anti-inflammatory, the... the the suspension, all that, was just wonderful to see the benefits that it had for people. So does the anti-inflammatory come from the Epsom salt or the floating itself? Yeah, or, I mean, the from, the, from the magnesium. Okay. Um, but the suspension, by taking that pressure off, I mean, it's not like laying down on a bed because right. you still have gravity pushing you into that. Um, it really, especially if you can work through relaxation exercises and you know, breathing and everything, it, your body can't relax like that right. in any other way. Yeah. Um, and I think having that relaxation, letting that muscular tension go, and the increased blood flow from the magnesium and from just not having compression uh, is a big part of it. But That's I'm also cool. speculating a little bit that there's decades of studies on floating, and it's just all over the place. I was actually going to ask about that. Like, I know I've read... Because it started, I think, what I read in, like, the 50s, 60s, and then um, it kind of, you know, didn't really get a lot of scientific research. But now it's becoming a much more research-type thing. Do you have, um, I mean, I want to say, did you say you were a therapist at one point? Uh, trained to be a marriage and family therapist. And okay. My, my background is all in psychology and research methodology. Okay. So how do you think, I mean, mentally, does this play a role? I mean, obviously it plays such a big role, but why do you think that is, aside from just seeing that physical space and stuff like that? Um, you know, again, breaking it down in those categories of the salt suspension and silence, you know, with the mindfulness uh, and the general psychology piece, I think just having peace and quiet for your brain to process. We, okay. we don't get that. Yeah. I don't know no. about you, but no. I'm up at 5 a.m. and there's my phone. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. And then, you know, 8.30 at night, I'm trying to go to bed early, but there's my Kindle. And yeah, the biggest <clears throat> thing for me is like it's, it's 8.30, I'm laying down, and then the dog sees the mailman or something, and she loses her mind, or, you know, it's, we live in a smaller home. Same here. It's hard to have a quiet space. Yeah, we live two in a bedrooms, small, two small kids. I was like, we live in <laughs> a, a home with chaotic dogs. You live in a packed home. Yeah. So. Well, it's it's a good fit. And our oldest, who's seven, I mean, he's, I always say he's like raising an elderly house cat. He's the easiest kid ever. He is the funniest kid I've ever met. Yeah, you're so one funny. of the best people in his life, by the way, as, as his coach <laughs> and your, I appreciate your ability to manage him in a way that I, I knew early on, He there's things he cannot learn from me. And martial arts and that kind of thing is is one of them. Cause he's my, doing great. He's he so is, funny. He loves it. He is an elderly house cat. Now that I think about it, yeah. that that describes him well. My two year old is a wolverine. Oh. He is. <laughs> oh, he's such an asshole. That's fair. Uh, but I love it. Yeah. Um, so that was very cool to hear. And then athletes. Uh, I hear LeBron James is a big fan of floating. Oh. Obviously, Steph Curry. I mean, he's the guy. He's sort of like the Joe Rogan of professional athletes in yeah. terms of his influence. That's so interesting. They have to. I'm like, I I fit in a tank really well. I I can't imagine what a seven foot. That's eight. why we have the big ones. Okay. Yeah, uh, our, one of our friends, uh, Josh Young, has been on the podcast. He's six. Three. I don't know. Everybody who's above five foot is four. just so tall. So he, um, we were like, hey, bro. He goes, I actually thought to ask. And I was like, okay. He's probably dealt with this a lot. <laughs> with anything, it's like, can I fit? <laughs> yeah, if you're, I always say if you're over six feet, get in the pool. Yeah. Um, I always recommend the pool anyway yeah. for first timers just because it's a little less claustrophobic. Yeah. yeah. The lid kind of freaks people out. Yes. Like, and how am gets, I going to breathe? Yes. It's fine. It also yeah. gets really, sometimes it gets really warm in there. So I'll prop it open with a little towel sometimes. But yeah. Yeah. That climate control is one of the hardest parts. I bet. Uh, because our, our target is 96. Okay. Um, sometimes it's, you know, up or down a little bit. Uh, and the challenge with the humidity is that if it's too dry, um, the salt crusts up on you and becomes itchy. And if it's too humid, 
you start getting sweat and drip on your face. a little bit, and yeah. It doesn't matter how often I, you tell people don't get salt in your eye, they always get salt in their eye. Yeah. And it is the it is not a pleasant experience. No, it's a lot like having salt <laughs> in your eye. <laughs> it's very much like that, actually. We did we did stop telling people to not get salt in your eye, and That's this fair. this comes from uh, having little children. Yes. Don't tell them what you don't want yep. them to do because they don't hear the don't part. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, salt in my eye. Gotcha. Got, Got it. it. Itch my eye excessively while hit, I'm in there. Hit my brother. Okay. Excellent. I'm on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So now we, we you have this amazing facility. It's it's gorgeous, by the way. Thank I you. love going. The quiet, I mean, the quiet room is fantastic. The Isn't quiet. It? I so wish good. I wish everyone had a quiet room for themselves. But if you don't, because I don't, this is a great place to get one. You can't get this all of this together again. The salt suspension, silence, that space. Uh, you can't get it anywhere else. No. And that was the goal, and I got so much pushback on this seemingly useless square footage of that quiet room and it was it was very much a vision driven thing yes uh and it was one of the best decisions we it made. is such a great choice and if you don't know what i'm talking about you can go on their website you can you should visit <laughs> um because it's it is really nice and i mean it sets such a great tone yeah. for you can go before you can go after um it's lovely and it's right across from Lucas Oil. I genuinely love the spot too because it kind of invokes the idea that you know you're here for a really important purpose. Like the stadium being right there, you just feel like you're part of the athletic like regimen. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, no, the location was probably the worst decision we made. Was it because of all the games and stuff? Or just... well, that that's not too bad. We do close on Colts games, uh, and when there's big events, just because traffic is too much of yeah. a problem. Yeah. Um, it was, we were actually supposed to open in Irvington. Interesting. We had spent a year working on a property there, the coal factory as a matter of fact. Okay. Uh, and then about a month after we were supposed to start construction, they just decided they weren't going to develop the space. Oh my gosh. So it was a scramble. I had a bunch of money from myself and other people, uh, that I had to, you know, get moving on. And that was the spot we found and we picked it. One, we knew that it could be a destination as opposed to we're not trying to get foot traffic. We're not an ice cream shop yeah. kind of thing. Um, but more importantly, it was an empty box and yeah. it had a 12 inch slab. So we knew that we could use certain kind of flooring and material, uh, real high ceilings. So we had plenty of room to build these sort of soundproof boxes. And okay. So the, the, the space is great. The location, um, we actually couldn't get more investment after we switched potential locations because everyone who had experience said, it's not gonna work. Interesting. It's, it's nowhere anyone's gonna be, there's not enough parking, uh, and it worked out. Oh, we got so lucky. I Yeah, I... I People love floating, yeah. and they're willing to drive there. They when are I, willing. When I get on the calendar and look, you know, if you don't look like a week out, even a week out. Oh, Thursday through there. Sunday. Yeah, it's un, it's not unusual for us to be packed. Yeah, that's so exciting for you guys. Especially though. wintertime, because I know when I'm cold, I'm so excited to walk in there. And it's it's yeah. warm. Warmth in the wintertime is so crucial. Just to your bones. Yeah, yeah that's me. I, everything. And I've said it before when I've done, you know, the little blurb at the beginning. I'm not joking when I, I don't. I try very hard to be as sincere as possible when I put out advertisements for you because it shows. But it, genuinely, I hate the cold, and everybody who talks to me will know that within at least a half hour talking to me. Yeah. Um, on my wish list, everything was about warmth, yeah. and <laughs> floating is one of those things. <laughs> yes, heated blankets, slippers. You can potentially get heating things to put Herbs, in there. Microwave warmth. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. So I just warmth to me is so. Imperative and being able to go in and float is just is awesome. But do you guys have any like future plans to do another spot? Oh Yay. yeah, oh yeah, we're we're already in on it. And oh shit, um, kind of an interesting uh, overlap with how I ended up at uh, Naptown BJJ is we. Uh, I say we, a a good friend of mine who actually got me into floating. Shout out to Bob Dapper and Royal Spa. Yes, go Bob um, Dapper. 
What a great name, what by the way. Spa? I've heard of that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hot yeah. tubs, swim spas, and float tanks. Oh my God. I've seen their commercials. Of course you have. Oh my God. Soon I'm you'll see some that we made. Bob Dad. Excited. Oh, it's great. No, we started. So before floating, I had a small marketing company, um, and I still do, uh, but it's smaller than it used to be because unfortunately my partner passed. Aww. Um, aw. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the most insincere. No, joking. No, I mean, it's just, it's funny. I realize when you tell people that, what are they supposed to do? We say, oh. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, started working with Royal Spa. Uh, it'll be nine years ago in March. And wanting one of their product lines was float tanks. So I'm originally from Portland, Oregon. When I went out to visit family, I floated a few places there. Immediately fell in did. love with it. Of course. Um and started every time I would go out, started making a habit of getting as much in. And I just started to fantasize about, you know, how great this could be. And there's there's a need. I want to I want to share this with everybody. And the only way I can is if I build something awesome. Um, uh, to quote Field of Dreams. Yeah. If you build, you build it, it, they will come. Oh, yeah, but, but they won't, though. That's the problem. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we yeah. got there. If you build it, they better come. <laughs> <laughs> they need to come. Please come. Uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, that, that's a different story. Bringing it back around, um, we're working together. There's purchased a property in Greenwood across the street from uh, the Indiana Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu okay. School. You know, oh, we're, we're yeah. uh, Four Seasons yeah. and all that. It's, uh, it's an abandoned clown car wash. Um, what? Yeah. Yes. You know? Do you know the place I'm talking about? I, I it's behind the, Luciana's. Because there used I'm, to be, uh, there used to be a, 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 they had a lot of tofu stuff. There was a food place there. Okay, wait. I have a question. When you say clown car wash, I am a clown thinking, car, a wash for clown cars. Yes, that's. Is that a thing? Uh, it could be. Okay. That's not what I'm talking okay. about. Okay. <laughs> uh, I believe there's a big clown on the old. Oh, I hate it already. Sign. I yeah, am yeah. A, I hate no, no, clowns. it Terrifying. looks it looks haunted. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> it it actually came out of um, just sort of. I when I say vision, I don't mean like you know I took a bunch of mescaline and saw the future. I just mean I had. <laughs> we would this, not judge you if you did. That's uh, fine. Well, not with this. I didn't. Um, I had this idea, I was driving past one of those self-service car washes, and float centers are so expensive to build because you've got water, you've got salt, yeah. you've got climate control, you've got soundproofing, which is one of the harder parts. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, salt's the worst because it really does ruin everything. Yes. Um, but the soundproofing, you know, you build this great soundproof box and then you cut a big hole in it for a door and you just kind of shoot yourself in the foot. Anyways, I was driving past a self-service car wash, and I was like, man, wouldn't that be great? You know, the floors are sloped. They've got drainage. They're concrete bunkers. Um, And then we started talking about opening a new location, and I drove around. First of all, Carmel was out because just the land was a million dollars before even building anything on it. Um, And then we started looking in Greenwood, and there weren't really great spots, and the good ones were crazy expensive. And then I just drove past this abandoned self-service car wash. The car wash like, for clown cars? I was like, you know, and, and it's an unusual one because the bays are really big. Yeah. And I just started walking around it and going, you know, if we put a wall down the middle, we could have a 10-tank center. We've got a second floor that we could put, uh, you know, massage therapists um, or please, even psychotherapists please. on. Yeah, yeah. Please. So, yeah, 10 tanks is a lot. It is a lot, yes. but but look at Thursday through Sunday. Our yeah. biggest choke point is evenings and weekends when you can only get six people in at a time. Yeah, yeah. So what what we'll likely do is have sort of a, a flexible schedule where you know Tuesday mid mornings we've got one person running four tanks, and then evenings and weekends we spin it up to ten. But uh, it's underway. We sort of miss the window. There's there's a lot of drainage work and foundation stuff that has to be done. Okay. So we miss the window going into winter. Yeah, but I know what you're talking about because I, I I've been to IBJA quite a bit. And there oh was, yeah. They said there was a place that they closed. I feel it was called. But they had a lot of vegetarian options in that in that strip mall over there. Across yeah, across the street yeah. Uh, behind the Amish bakery. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> 
Okay, very just, excited about the bakery. I was literally way. just about to say, okay, so let me give this straight. So I can go and float and then go get myself some delicious Amish bakery items. You know, I'm sold. If uh, one of the best things about Portland is anytime you find a float center, Adjacent, you're going to find a dispensary yeah. and a cupcake shop. No, no. I've, I've seen Portlandia, and I'm pretty sure I know everything Being I Being born and raised there, it is it is not fiction. That's it's, everyone, it's a slight exaggeration. Everyone tells me, they're like, I wish I could tell you that it's nothing yeah, like I, that, but I it is I played in an adult like hide-and-seek league, so I it, that's a real thing. Holy <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and visit that in a second because my heart just exploded with joy. That's amazing. Yeah, That's Portland amazing. is uh, it, it, especially growing up there is a great place. Oh, it's I'm a sure. very different vibe now. Yeah. I mean, even prior to the last couple years of craziness, okay. but um, but it was it was an awesome place to to grow up for sure. Uh. And if it weren't for Portland, I wouldn't have had so, such access to floating yeah. and wouldn't have been able to live out this crazy. I can, now when you say that, I am like, oh yeah, I get real Portland vibes from you. Like you're not <laughs> wearing like Burks, but like, but I feel like, yeah, that makes sense. You're just a very like chill human who likes to play hide and seek. Well, yeah, who Professionally, doesn't? potentially. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. I, okay, so green one, scary clown. I didn't know clown car washes yeah, existed. Yeah, I didn't know you could get your car it was a clown car wash. And I, and I think it was also it was also a pet wash. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. I can get down with that. So it's I interesting. It's a full re- remodel, I mean, from the ground up, but it's going to be Is it's it be right great. on the corner? Like right, at the, right by the, right by... Um... Yeah, it's behind the Mexican restaurant, but it's okay. this big white building that sits catty corner. It's, it's really unusual, out of place, and you'll be able to see the sign from oh, I'm... 31 and County Line. It's, yeah, it's so cool. I think, I, I think I've seen it, because yeah, I used to live right off of uh, 135. Okay. So, like, I, I travel up and down and often, yeah. Yeah, we'll go from being the second largest float center, or uh, tied with probably dozens at this point. Uh, we'll go from being the second largest float center in the country to the second largest float center in the country. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest one, I think, is still out in Pasadena, and they, they have 11 tanks. Oh. Wow. Which is, yeah, it's a very cool model that they have. That very, is really cool. Very cool rooms, but... The demand, you need the demand, and we we never, I shouldn't say never, after we opened, we didn't, I never thought that we'd be able to be as successful as we are, and it's entirely due to just the love of the the guests and the members, which is such a huge thing for us, um, and really us trying to focus on giving them an exceptional experience has been the say, best investment. Yeah. I will say one, the other thing that I love most about your center is your staff yeah. are absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, they are the, I mean, just LGBT alone, like representation in there is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I am, I'm very grateful. So thank you. That's, they're amazing. And yeah. we always talk about Brad. Yeah. Shout out to Brad. <laughs> Because literally one time I said, hey, buddy, how's it going? He's happy. <laughs> His response was just happy. Yeah. He's so delightful. And he was always Everybody smiling. in there is so wonderful. Yeah. I've not met one person that I didn't like and that didn't genuinely give off that like very calming, sincerely welcoming vibe. So it's a, it's a great place to work because you get to be around people who are coming or going from the best part of their day. Yes. It's rare that anybody gives you any shit. Yeah. Um, and if they do, it's over the phone and then you just pass it on to a manager. But yeah. And then you go float and relax and yeah, worry about it's it. It's tranquil. And, you know, being able to survive COVID, which I still don't. I'll tell you how we did it. Brad was a big piece of it. Good um, for Brad. We, we were just, we were struggling and we had to, we didn't know that we were going to make it. And if that were the case, we at least wanted to go down being the best version of us that we could be. Uh, early on, you know, we tried all kinds of things. We did like the gym model and the kind of pressury salespeople. And, you know, you do what you have to do to survive, but nobody was happy about it. Um, and as we had that chance to recover from COVID, Brad, he wanted the opportunity. Uh, he had, up until that point, he'd been a server. Obviously, he's a great server. 
Um, but he wanted to do more and he wanted a chance to, to grow into something. And I trust him. I, even at that time, I trusted him implicitly. He's authentic. He is authentic. He is. And, uh, so, you know, we gambled on him and it was one of the best decisions we've ever made. And the people that he then brought in around him, uh, that's, that's what's made it so great. Well, he's awesome. Everybody there is awesome. Yeah. And, and I we just... got to give everybody a raise last year. That oh was the gosh, best part. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, because we couldn't, at the time, we just, we couldn't pay as well as we wanted to. And now yeah. we were able to, to bring it up. You know, so if you're looking for a position at a good place, we pay 15 bucks an hour. Hell yeah. Man, I may have talked to you in the summertime. Because I'm always like. you just need to like be able to read. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's honestly such a great gig. Well, I was saying it's a great gig for, you know, students, too. I mean, who are potentially going into the field of psychology, psychiatry, therapy. Students Students have been great. And then just also people looking for a kind of a different lifestyle. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I don't I don't pretend that you can raise a family on 15 an hour, but it's it, it is a decent wage for somebody who's trying to have space to build something else in their life. Absolutely. We get a lot of artists, musicians. Absolutely. Um, and also, you know, as you can imagine, people that just don't feel like they fit in yeah. other places. Yeah. That's that's always been a big I've always thought and wanted to be the island of lost toys. I think you've you've got it. I mean yeah. They're wonderful. Yeah, I was gonna say, and that's not that's not putting anybody there down, no. but it's it's meant to be like you, you you can be you. You can be you. I think that is the other thing that I really loved is, I mean, your stickers in the window that say everyone is welcome. That speaks so. Shout out to Claude. I mean, because yeah. I I just to me, I have been so many places where so many of the people who I love so deeply are just not they just don't feel welcome there yeah. and your place is one of those places that I'm like everyone is I mean it, it, you'll love it there you'll love it, it. it was hard to realize because growing up in Portland very progressive very yeah. very liberal mindset yeah. I mean we we did walkouts for gay rights back in the early 90s oh and, yeah and it was it was really hard to I guess come to terms with some of the call it intolerance um, although Indianapolis is definitely not as bad as I was led to believe before I moved here. Oh, no. It's a little blue dot. Indianapolis is pretty legit. I, that, I lived in Indiana my whole life. Yeah. I lived in some very small country bumpkin towns. And, you know, my, my in, high school... Insulated was, communities yes. can, can kind of go sideways. My high school was across the street from a pig farm. So, <laughs> if that tell, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I, I even work in... I work in what would be considered the big city of that high school is where everybody went. Yeah. So it's like I go back 20 years whenever I, you know what I mean? Like you, you travel back in time to where people weren't quite as like accepting yeah. you know, or just say intolerable, intolerable things. Yeah. You know? So it's, yeah, I love it. And when you're not around people like that, it's easy to forget that that people can experience that, that on a yeah. daily basis. Yeah, and, on know, a whether daily that's basis. G- gender identity, racism, yeah, you know, all that. I try to, uh, I try to be that, that guiding light when I'm, <laughs> when I, like when I'm at work. Sometimes they say stuff. I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know that's not right, right? <laughs> yeah. So I need to know more about your life in Portland because it is a place that I think, I so I grew up in the sticks of Ann Arbor. Um, I love it there. It's lovely. I really miss downtown Ann Arbor, although it's a little yuppie for my taste. Um, so it's not quite the same. Well, I, I assume <laughs> the progressiveness. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. What's... Were you born there? So I was. Okay. Um, my mom moved to Portland to follow my dad. You mentioned young mom, yes. young single mom yes. uh, had the same. So we grew up pretty poor. Uh, I once tried to counterfeit food stamps. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> I was like Bro, 10. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, we, we, had, the, we had the little, the little the people don't know the little colored. Oh yeah, the, the, the Monopoly had. money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We When I got assistance, I it was all on a, a card. Yeah, that's so, the new age. But. Yeah, I think it would probably, uh, yeah, certain lines. Uh, I just remember uh, we had in Portland the Sunshine Division. And on Saturdays they would bring like 
donated stuff and there'd be like cereal and top ramen and it was I didn't I didn't realize what it was because it, it was a good life you know my mom loved me she uh, got to spend time and everything so it wasn't bad it's just in hindsight it's like oh we were really poor I I love the idea of it being called the sunshine division yeah because I don't think it it kind of doesn't implement or indicate any kind of food stamp or assistance it just it just yeah. has such a good name that it just says joy and sunshine and love. Oh, I was like Christmas on Saturday. That's amazing. <laughs> I feel the way about them that I do the UPS man now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Amazon delivery guy. He, he gets a workout at our house. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We had definitely left uh, our I, delivery guys. I've never seen present. a heavy set delivery person, so that's a good lifestyle choice. Absolutely. Yeah. And I follow their Instagram or the UPS Instagram page of their dogs that they get to meet every day. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they have a whole thing where they'll like carry treats in their um, trucks so that they can give them to the dogs. And I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah, our, our guy, shout out to uh, Dave McBride. Um, he knows our kids. He okay. asks about them. Oh, he's I just love that. He's the sweetest man. Amy makes some peanut brittle every oh every Christmas. Oh my gosh, I love it That's so awesome. much. Yeah, good dude. Yeah, they, we, they're hard like workers, every man. Every six weeks we get a new mailman. So like, that is it's true. It's hard to... It's hard for us to establish a relationship with him. We tried a couple of times. We love our mailman. He's a bass player in a Ted Nugent cover band called Snakeskin Cowboy. Shut the hell up. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I looked him up online and I was like, this dude's badass. That's awesome. No, our mailmans don't last very long. We live in a interesting area we get a rotation it's all right we love them all yeah if my life collapsed you know again the whole covid thing when everything had to shut down i think half of float centers went out of business yeah, yeah we, um, we used to go to better beings in claremont yeah yeah they they ended up shutting down it just tough time yeah uh, i think really the only hard. reason we survived is we kind of fell under that ambiguous health umbrella okay uh and it's a solitary activity um ozone uv for purification which was the very first thing that they knew killed COVID on contact um the disinfectants we already were using were very early on epa approved so like we were in a pretty good spot to give it a shot yeah enough people loved it and kept it going i yeah i mean i'm so sure it's awesome it's so fun so you okay? So I'm going back to your Portland because okay. I really want to know. I'm like, this is my thing. Um, so you grew up in Portland. What did your mom like? If you don't mind me asking, what did your dad go out there for, or what was he? Uh, he wanted to be a rock star. Oh, love it. Long hair, Santana lookalike. Oh my dude. gosh, I love it so much. So yeah, so mom. Oh gosh, so mom was adopted when she was 11 by a couple of uh, physicians who lived in Maryland. Mom okay, grew up in she, Cumberland. Okay, was she adopted from the states then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she was, I mean, Appalachian hilljack. Ooh, yeah. Uh, and her whole family got taken by CPS. Um, and then split up, which is always an unfortunate story. Yeah, that breaks my heart. So mom got adopted at 11 by two wonderful physicians um, who are my grandparents. Yes. uh, And have just, oh man, they, not only did they change her life, they changed mine. Um, But she, she, you know, it was a difficult adolescence. My grandma always said 11 is too late. Um, She ran away from home at like 17 went to Arizona because she thought Arizona would be nice, met a dude on a plane who had a brother that she could stay with, and he was, you know, a handsome dude, long hair, playing guitar, all you know? that. So I, I don't know the full, like, timeline, but anyways, I they ended up, I think she got pregnant, he took off, she found out he was in Portland, and he moved to Portland because pot was a misdemeanor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. that's really the things that shaped my life and I, anybody's really. Yeah, I arbitrary. was like, who's who's wasn't shaped by life wasn't shaped by pot in like the sixties, seventies, and even now. Yeah. You know. Oh, for sure. Um, Legalize so, it. So, yeah. <laughs> come, on. It. come on, come on, come um, on. So, anyways, uh, she went up to Portland, uh, had me. They didn't. They didn't work out. Uh, And so she started working in early childhood education so she could be around me. Yeah. Um, And she's done that for the last 45 years. So is she a teacher then? 
she yeah uh preschool head start okay right now she works part-time uh we're actually moving her out here oh. as soon as possible yeah she's she's got an old dog that we're kind of waiting on oh <laughs> um but yeah, she'll move out here, be around her boys, her grandkids. Yeah, I was gonna say she probably absolutely adores her. Yeah, and her we grandkids. we have a really good relationship now because we both like to be left alone. That's so fair. Yeah, That's she fair. could live next door, and we'd still see her like two, three times a week. That's perfect. That's the ideal mother and mother-in-law situation right there. So, so yeah, um, grew up there. It it was fine. Um, had a misspent youth. Got very lucky that I didn't end up in long-term trouble. Uh, Dropped out of high school at okay. 16 and then snuck back into college at 21. God, wow. I'm just saying, I envy those those folks who are like, I did this, I dropped out of school, which is something that everybody tells you not to do, and then I still made oh, it Oh, you work. shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. You should I mean, not. It's, it's, again, a lot of stuff is, it's uh, it, statistics. It's, it right? is. Like you, you know, kids who grow up without dads, you might turn out great. You but may. Chances are you're going to go in a bad direction. Yep. You know, I was that same kind of thing. A lot of petty crime and shoplifting and hanging around with the wrong people. And I got lucky. Yeah. Um, let's see. What What is most interesting? Snuck back into college. I was a carpenter for a while. Okay. Uh, and I kept getting injured. That's like the what has shaped my life is Can trying you? to avoid injuries. <laughs> I, I see a pattern here. Yeah, sir. yeah. Uh, foolish, at least when I was younger. You're like, look what I can do with this nail gun, guys. Yeah, no, no, no. I can just hang on the outside of that window. Oh I'll yeah, be fine. that's fine. I'll be fine. Just hold on to my belt. <laughs> oh God. Uh, OSHA. Um, yeah. So I ended up. My grandparents said, "Hey, you know, you should consider school." I, I'd always liked reading, um, and then at that point, I tried a college class. It was probably some psychology class or something, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Why didn't anybody tell me?" You could just like go and read stuff and then tell people about it. This is amazing. I felt the exact same way when I took my world history class. I was like, why didn't anyone fucking yeah, tell me about this? If I had this? known it was it was nothing like high school, That's I would the key. have stuck it out. That but, is the exact But key. middle school and high school were ugh, they're, they're awful. awful. Yeah, that they're was so my awful. Problem. That's why I didn't go to college. It's like I'm done with school. Yeah, I, and I was a shitty student, so I no one ever talked student. to me about yep. college. <laughs> it was I, you need to learn a trade. <laughs> And, you know, there's, there is nothing wrong with learning a trade. Oh, no, I think... But at the same time, it's like, just try out a couple. I actually am having the same conversation with Hannah right now because she's like, I don't know if I want to go to college. I don't want to miss out on the college experience. And I said, then don't. And I said, take a couple of classes at Ivy. See what you like. Because if you fail or you don't like it, you're not out thousands of dollars. Yeah. You're out a couple hundred, yeah, that's, and that's nothing. That's another deterrent when you're a poor kid. Uh, yeah, trust me, dude. I'll school. die with student debt. Uh, that's for sure. Because well, I ended up going and getting uh, through two different graduate schools. And so racked up a little bit. And the sad part, much like my wife who got a law degree, neither of us do anything with the degrees that we Everyone are. tells me that. I, I feel like when I go to get a degree, it's like I'm like, well, I could do this or I could do that. They're like, don't worry about it. They're not going to use it anyway. Like, well, shit. Yeah, it. Uh, there's. I think there's good reasons to go to college, but there's a lot of reasons not to. And yeah. the pursuit of a degree that isn't a professional access, you know, usually STEM stuff. Um, I don't know. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but it. I will say all the classes that I've taken so far. I mean, I've bounced between four different degrees in the last couple of years, whether it be art history major, um, potential education major, uh, mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I want to hear about that dream, too. We well, I will bit. tell you. And uh, and then he it's doesn't like, get to be the only one who lives his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine. Yeah. I, I have spent a lot of money on mine. So <laughs> thankfully, uh that was that was another pursuit for me. Was like, hey, I don't have to go to school to do this. I can be a professional in something. That, yeah, you know, punching people in the face. That's fun, man. <laughs> I, I mean, you can do most things without going to school, so long as you can find a means of developing the skill. Yep. That's that's really the part, you know. Yeah. Um, I am grateful for my experiences, but it wasn't classes or degrees. Uh, it was the things that I did while I was at college. You know, okay. like I worked for the Forest Service. I did ROTC and graduated from Marine Officer Candidate School. Okay. Um, those were peak experiences in my development that had nothing to do with 
going to class and getting a degree, but I wouldn't have done them if I weren't there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that was worth it. And yeah. my friend early on told me, you don't have to pay to go to school if you're willing to work. And he was right. You just have to work a lot. You just have to, you just <laughs> have to work a lot. Hard, yeah, sure. you just have to work all the time. <laughs> You left that caveat out. That's all right. No worries. But, I mean, that's kind of true about anything. Yeah. Like, you that can, is very true about it's, everything. The biggest thing is enjoy the process. And it's not, it's still working, but it's not, you don't dread it as much. Yeah, like I'm going to work till I die, but that doesn't mean I have to have a job I don't like. Yep. You know, you were talking about quitting a shitty job. Yeah. Uh, changed life. Yeah, 100%. It yeah. changed my life. Oh, I mean, for, sure. for him to have a better job now makes it him a better partner and friend you know it, oh yeah so my wife was an attorney she worked in personal injury and oh, she God. just hated it oh i bet it personal was, injury does not crushing. seem like a great fun time um well and it's always on the uh, i think they were on the claimant's side so every day it was just talking to people about the worst thing that ever happened to them mm, yeah. or or a, a deceased member of their family yeah Ugh. downer and you know sundays were the worst because just just shut down dreading having to go back the next day yes. uh, 100%. and then just me talking her into just quit she's like what am I going to do I'm like I don't know but until you have space yeah I'm a big fan of quitting I'm a big fan of quitting as <laughs> yeah. well yeah, quitting great. things that don't bring your life joy I think I saw somebody post something and it was like if it's spending all of your you know joy it's it's too expensive oh yeah yeah I'm like absolutely if it's giving, if you're giving everything to that one thing that doesn't make you happy, that is too expensive. Get rid of it. It's yeah, not worth you, it. You retire at what, sixty six, sixty seven, uh, a normal job. Probably never. Whatever. Right. <laughs> I was like, at <laughs> me, never. A normal hourly job. It's like you, you retire at sixty six. Life yeah. expectancy is what, seventy something. Yeah, depending. So you but get yeah, ten years of freedom, and you've already spent your best years doing something you hate. The ten yeah. years that you can't do as much with exactly yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I just you're sitting on the couch then there are TV. people like my dad who's in retirement right now and living his best fucking life yeah. oh like, for sure. I love him for oh, it. I'm being, so happy being down it. in Florida was uh you know it was largely a retirement community oh yes and I was you know we were riding our bike around I mean I don't know a little tandem bike and uh I said yeah I said this is what it would be like if we had our shit together right <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you could always open a float center. Well, that's that. that was just it. As I realized early on, I've got two options. I either need to figure out how to make something awesome and share it with people, and and you know make money off of that, or I have to pick a job and just do that from now on. Yeah. And I mentioned the carpentry thing before I went to school. Knowing what I know now, that was such a good opportunity. It's such a good. It was specialized door door and window mechanic. Uh, weather stripping, that kind of yep. stuff. So specialty carpentry. If I had stuck with that and turned that into its own business, that would have been wonderful. But you learn so many skills from it, I'm sure, that you can then, I guess, I mean, especially as a small business owner, know what people are talking about when they're saying, talking to you about specifically, I mean, like you look at how you had to manufacture those doors in your very soundproof room. You at least knew oh, yeah. something about it. Yeah, I, I designed the whole space um, with help from people with a lot more experience. Yeah. Uh, the float-on guys out in Portland, my friend Dylan Calm, also in Portland, they spent a lot of time with me because, you know, you have this perfect vision. Yep. And we put the perfect vision together, and we we gave it to the contractor, and they said, this is going to cost a million dollars. And we're like, what can we get for half? <laughs> <laughs> but what can we get for this? It's 50 cents. They're like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we, but we ended up doing it, and it ended up, other than the mistakes they made, it ended up being great. Like, not just looking nice, but functioning well. Yeah. Um, we're just, we were shocked. And it was because of working with these people who had so much experience that are like, whatever you do, don't do this, don't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then all of a sudden, you know, people come to us and go, hey, how do we do this? How do we do this? Like somehow we became experts in an area that most people don't know anything about. Yeah. That's something I, because I, I, I love martial arts because you meet so many different people with different walks of life. And oh, like, yeah. That's how I met you. You know, for the yeah. food center, that's how we met, like, our coffee sponsor from Life Boost, you know. Oh, yeah, I got to get that creamer stuff. I've been meaning to ask oh, about yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out, dude. Oh, man, we just had our s'mores coffee this morning. It's oh. Yeah, it's <laughs> But, yeah, but, you know, you meet so many different walks of life, and everybody's got something that, like, they're 
skilled in. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so attractive about them. It, it doesn't matter what your passion, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter, but for me at least, um, and that's what my podcast thing 10 years ago was about, just people who were passionate about what they were doing yeah. and, and how they turned that into something. Um, martial arts is a great example. You meet people, I mean, I've been doing it my whole life, uh, and every time I start at a new place, I am a white belt all the way. Uh, because it's just it's a different approach it's a different physicality and you learn so much from people you know Eric Board being a good example of that dude's he's he's a genius for what he does <laughs> you heard it here first I'm just Eric saying Board I've, I've, wor- I've worked with a lot of people um, I like I said I used to think I was good at jujitsu yeah. although it has been three years since I did I even rolled hard with anybody so yeah. when I came I had no misconceptions coming in I'm like I'm gonna get hurt if I even try too hard yeah um, but watching the way they think about stuff and the level of detail is just you know you know it because you've done it your whole life yeah. you can tell when somebody's like this dude spends all of his time thinking about this yeah in a way all he that does is goes home and watches videos yeah and like yeah yeah Super cool. And yeah. that's that's a that's a good a, a good staple of like when you love what you do and you, you know because my old jobs working at factories I didn't go home thinking about how I could pack a box better. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I wanted nothing to do with thinking about those scenarios because like you said Sundays were always a terrible time. It's like even with a three day weekend it's like well that's over with now it's yeah. back to back to the shithole you know and like I don't think about that anymore. I uh. Some years ago, I used to do CrossFit downtown, and it would be over at like eight o'clock. And so I'd be driving east while everybody was coming in from the west, and just looking at the dead eyes yeah. and the just—you could tell like everybody was miserable. It is. It, um, it's very. Uh, you want to shake them and be like, "You could. You don't have to do this." Yeah, that's just it. Is you want to you want to show them something yeah. that helps them see. Listen, if you're willing, if you're willing to work, that's the the thing about having my own businesses. I haven't had a job since like 1998. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, but I've but I work. I worked for 10 years, all the time, and made almost no money doing it before mm-hmm. it took off. And that's the funny thing is anybody who's been who looks successful, ask them how long it took. Yeah. to look oh, successful yeah. well we've been doing we've been doing the podcast probably two or three years now and like just like the last like few months we finally started like making some money yeah and, you know, I like, heard about that uh, yeah. yeah and it's not like it's 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 not quit your job money but like not yet we made some cash not like, yet but we're yeah it I, I text her because she wasn't home when I first got when I got one of the uh, statements and we got and I go I, I all cast like the shit is working. Yeah, it's fucking working. Listen, if you made a dollar, you're a pro now. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Know? And then it's just a matter of making more dollars. And I have friends that say you have a podcast. Like, what what mic she use? What you know? Like you said, people were asking me questions about like, like bro, I just you know, <laughs> I just bought the shit. We set it up. Like I don't you know. We talked to somebody else. We went to Guitar Center and asked about what microphones you suggest and things like that, you know? It's like, talk to people that know more. <laughs> we went to Guitar Center, and then we were like, cool, 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 and then immediately went on Amazon and was like, that's cheaper here. Okay, yeah. I mean, sorry. To be fair, the, the guy was real cool, but, like, you know, he's an hourly employee. He doesn't get income, like, off of, like, you know, if he sells a microphone, he doesn't make 10 bucks off of it. It'd be a different story if he did. Oh, if commission, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, if he were to commission, we would definitely if it, if bought from him. If we went to the farmer's market and they were selling microphones, I'd have bought from them, you know? Absolutely, like, <laughs> absolutely. Because they're, I have, you know, I, I Homegrown fully, microphones. Yes. <laughs> All rubber GMO, bands. Not GMO, yeah. <laughs> not GMO, organically raised, pasture, pasture. But that's actually one of the reasons why we like it here, too, is this is just like a local thing i think that's one of our biggest things that i really like right now is that everything we're doing is locally based yeah yeah, you know you guys life boost sound sound space space for for the studio time you know we uh this out here that they're doing they're that's their building they're they're expanding oh good for them absolutely it's super cool i think they're doing a collab with the uh indie music situation so um i forget what the indie music repertoire or something like that where it'll be a great studio space for not just yeah. you know independent musicians but 
you know, the Indie Symphony Orchestra or whoever wants to come in. Oh, and yeah, yeah. And so. they're going to expand studios, too, so you've got, like, a network chain of different places you can go. Yeah. This place is five minutes from our house. Oh, so. perfect. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Well, the, like, that float center, the location we originally wanted to build is literally on the other side of the block from oh where I live. Oh, my gosh. Well, I just assumed I would have to be there all the time. That's yeah. always been my attitude of, you know, if I want this, then this is just what you do now mm-hmm. um, until it works you know brad's a good example uh brad runs the float center because he does a better job than i did and i've had enough employees that i've learned when you have good people get out of their way yeah Um, if i start micromanaging everybody's unhappy yep yeah including me i think somebody kessler said that too he was like hey if you want someone to teach your classes or you want someone to do don't tell them what to teach let them teach what they want to teach because they'll be so much more passionate about it yep. than if you were to give them a anytime a thing. board has ever had me do anything he was like teach whatever they want like oh I, yeah i'll like, yeah. be there just 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 run the class make sure the place don't burn down yeah. yeah. And also Brad's another example of just like a hard worker. I mean, like he's hustling all the time, making sure that everything is up to, you know, standards. The tea is filled, the water is yeah, cucumbery. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't like cucumbers, but I love that water after a float. It's, <laughs> it's so, so good. much. It's so good. That was that again, that was one of I'll tell you, and this had nothing to do with the first places I floated, but I started floating everywhere I could. Okay. And I tried to share it with the people in my life. Yeah. Uh, specifically the the women, Amy, my mom, some friends, uh, mothers and aunts and stuff. And all of them had the same response, which was, that's kind of cool, but I don't really want to go there. Because um, it's real hard. I used to be judgy. It's real hard to have a float center. You're dealing with wet, warm environments. Um, and fortunately, I am sensitive to mold. And so that was something that we went real hard on early. But there was a point when I was floating at a place that was nowhere anybody's ever heard of or knows. And I was laying there and I was imagining, you know, if we charge this much an hour, we can get this many floats in. And we, oh, we can make a million dollars. No, we can't. But that wasn't the point. That was part of the dream. And the turning point was just asking myself, what if this was nice? And that's that was the piece is we can't, because dudes, dudes will go into a locker room and float. Yeah. For the yeah. most part. Yeah. But I realized in order to appeal to women and not just women, but that was a big part of it. This had to be like a spa. Yes. And it couldn't be too frilly. No. Um, we actually, I'll say Parallel Design Group, local uh, interior design company here. Um, they did an amazing job of taking our brand standards and applying it to the space. So I mean, they designed the space? Uh, I, des- I designed the space. They designed the aesthetics. They, they chose the paints. Uh, okay. They chose all the furniture, which, by the way, when we got those couches in, because they were crazy expensive, uh, I saw that peacock color. Oh, that, my gosh. And I was like, this is the fuggliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I was wrong. No, yeah. Everyone who walks in... I want that couch. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the best thing they did is when they <laughs> when they showed me what it was going to cost, I was like, I've never owned anything that cost as much as any of the things on this yeah. list. <laughs> they said you can buy cheaper, but you'll have to replace it every couple years. And I didn't, I didn't, I believed, I trusted them, but yeah. I didn't necessarily believe at the time. I mean, everything we've had, we've had five, six years. And, and it is. It's great. It's great. Yeah. It's so great. I really like, there's a wall in there that I definitely want to make. And it looks like it's made out of pallets and it's on rollers. I made that. Dude, I want to make that. That's, that's so that's badass. That's one thing that I made. That is so cool. And every like time that? I look at it, I'm like, I'm going to make that thing. You And you can spin it around yep. to make I, a little privacy. I and... love it. Because I think I might have to make one for the backyard. You can it's also awesome. just get pallets. <laughs> Yes. And put them together. But I wanted it to be a, a certain size yep. and everything. So yeah, no, it was I love maybe it. 200 bucks in materials. Hell yeah. Um, now, though, now it's going to be like 450 Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, So I, I may just actually make it out of pallets because I made our pathway out of pallet wood. Um, and for Mother's Day, I got a reciprocating saw, which was like the most <gasps> yeah. fun. So I cut up all the pallets, laid them down. It's great. But now I have to recruit people to give me more pallets. So <laughs> One thing we never did, we wanted to create a living wall. In there, a green wall. Oh, yeah. Um, we were going to, it, it was built to put planters yep, in the I was top just gonna of it say. to have yep. tre- uh, tendrils and hanging stuff down it, which not only would look nice, but 
capturing sound to keep that lobby from echoing is a really hard oh yeah hard thing to do the the quiet room has these acoustic clouds the boxes that are on the ceiling okay do an amazing job yes they do an amazing job but the lobby's a little echoey and twice the size we need it is wasted it is very square big. footage. It is very big, but it is so nice. It's very nice. Do you like the bathrooms? I love the bathrooms. Yeah. The men's is just eh. The men's has the, the lowest urinal in Indianapolis. That's, oh. that's its only claim to fame. <laughs> do, you, but we, do you put that by the urinal so people are like, don't. I should. Yeah, they mounted it wrong, and it's like four inches lower than the minimum height for no reason. Huh. Uh, and it's not like we have kids there, but. No. But, you know, um, it's funny to watch. Size, it's funny so. to watch basketball players. I was just I'm like, please say, don't like, pee on the top. I'm, of it. Sad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, the women's we we put that extra space in to have the vanity area. It's and, amazing. I can't tell you how many times I'll go in there and someone is like using the complimentary hair dryer, which is fantastic, beautiful touch because, you know, especially in the winter, you don't always want to go out with your hair oh, frozen no, yeah. and, you know. So yeah, I love it. It's awesome. We love it there. So we're so glad to have you on. Oh, well, thank you. It was great to be here. I hope it was good use of time. It was best use of my Sunday in a while. So (laughs) aside from floating. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you.